0: Welcome to Novel Predictions. I'm Allison, and I just reread The Bone Season.
1: And I'm Kales, and I read it for the first time. And how are you doing? I'm devastated. (laughs) God, that book is a ride. For one thing, like, you know, I don't even know how to get my thoughts together because it's so intense for 470 fucking pages. It's It's a lot. Yeah, and it's like visceral. Yeah, it's painful. But the whole time... I mean, I kept reading it. I was like, this is like an elevated Hunger Games. This is like a level
0: up. If you You made a YA dystopian novel. Yeah. But made it adult and gave it a really good writer. Exactly.
1: She, oh man, she is an excellent writer. And I... Hate that she's my age. In her bio, it said she was born in 1991. I was like and then I had to be like, yeah, all right. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It she it was so visceral and good and intense, and because it was so intense, it just had like all of these layers to it, just like an onion of a book. Mm-hmm. The way that it kept going down, and I felt like I simultaneously want to keep reading. Spoiler alert: I'm already 100 pages into book too if that gives you any any indication about how much I liked it. But also, I don't want to, because the series isn't finished. Mm-hmm. I don't want to keep reading. And it's like, because she's doing that orange tree series right now. And I'm yeah. like, no, 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 no. Samantha, what are you doing? Miss Shannon? Excuse me. Excuse me, Miss Shannon? Like, no.
0: <laughs> Refocus. Yeah. Well, and she actually, um, my friend, our friend Kelsey just told me that she has a pub date for book five. Oh, thank
1: God. It's, I, I think it's like 2025 or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: either January 2025 or like
1: mid-year. Next year. Even bef- beyond 2024. Like, yeah. gross. Fucking Bloomsbury. Get on it. You know what? What the hell? Like...
0: Okay, so all that aside, though, you liked it?
1: I did. I did. I was surprised by how much I liked it, actually, because it was slow at the beginning in the sense, not like plot-wise slow. It was slow to get itself rolling. It was like a steam engine that just like, needed time to chug you know (laughs) but once I got up to speed it it was great and that's why I think I'm enjoying the sequel so much right like I'm already in I'm 100 pages in and it's because I'm already up to speed
0: yeah you're like I get the slang I get the world I know what's happening
1: right exactly I don't have to keep referencing back to the glossary thing being like what the fuck is this what is this it's a lot of jargon and and I know we said that in the last episode but (laughs)
0: it really is very jargony yeah and it just keeps going because you get the like Refam jargon and then you get the seals jargon from the city and you get the syndicate jargon and there's just so many things yeah
1: they have their whole thing it's a lot of jargon lots of jargons and it's one of my criticisms but it's it's not a big one
0: yeah it's one of my few criticisms of this book as well yeah same um she's really relying on you to be all in and
1: that's the thing i am but it took me a good half of the book to get there right And it's probably why I gave the book a four stars, not a five star. But Mm -hmm. you know what? Honestly, I don't care. I still love it enough. It's really more of a drag on the fact that it needed to get momentum. But now that it's gotten momentum, it just keeps going. And like I said, I liked it. I think I'm also just surprised, and then this is going to sound silly, but I'm a little proud of how much I liked it because you and I talked a couple episodes before about how hard reading has been since the pandemic started and how our reading
0: habits have significantly changed. Yeah, super changed. We've gone from, uh, and I feel like we both are feeling the same way, that we could, we used to want to dive into these deep, interesting worlds, and it took a ton of time to build them, and it was great but now it's just too much work and I need my brain to have a break Yep, give me a fluffy romance give me a sweet mystery like do something chill and I don't have to think too hard and this is not that book no but I think if you notice
1: publishing trends which I've worked in the book industry for a long time now and in different areas of it as well as you have Mm -hmm. as a librarian but just seeing what has come out and what people are craving, the trends of it, it's very fascinating because I don't think we're alone in wanting this cozy, predictable escapism.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, like you, we said, this book isn't that. Um, no,
1: it was published in a time where that wasn't a thing.
0: Yeah, it was published in a time when it wasn't popular for books to be fluffy. Yeah,
1: no, That. thank you for fixing what I was trying to say. But yes, so that's why like I was saying, I go back to this idea of like, I am really fucking proud that I read this book and that like, I liked it. And even though it was a bit of a slog, it was still really enjoyable. Yeah. And again, what was so nice is that it was enjoyable to read fantasy. Like the, the closest I could get to fantasy. I know it's like science fiction really, but mm-hmm. like, cause I was rereading fantasy that I already knew, right? Like the Dresden files or strange practice was even as close as I got all pandemic to anything fantasy related. Yeah. Everything else I read was like fucking self-help. The other thing that I really liked about this book is that it felt like a graduation from YA. hmm I did not anticipate that happening. You know, we had changed so much of our reading styles. We were so big fans of YA and yet this book helped me move on from it. Cause I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I wanted to ask you that question. Cause like, I feel like I'm graduating and moving on from YA in a way. Yeah.
0: And do you feel that? And if so, do you feel any weird sense of shame that you're moving on from YA? I definitely feel the same way. And I feel like I've left authors unread that deserve to have their books read. Yeah, um, And it makes me sad, but I don't want to read their books. Like yeah. it has nothing to do with their books. It's just me. I don't want to learn a new world and I don't want to read about teen angst in that world. <laughs> no. I don't have a desire to read that anymore. And so I don't. I do feel like there are YA books where I'm like five years ago, I would have fucked that book up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would have read that in 12 hours. Yeah. But now I look at it and I'm like, I'm so happy that book was published. I'm not interested in reading it.
1: One of them I think about is Legendborn, yes. right? Legendborn, Legendborn, excuse me, is one of the ones that I have friends that are like, have you read it yet? Have you read it yet? And and the book two is already out. And I'm like, I got an arc of it back when I worked at indie bookstores. And I'm. it was not something that I picked up right away. I just didn't touch it. And I still haven't touched it. I would have devoured that book years ago. Yeah, And I think about like, I don't really want to go back and read The Hunger Games right now. I And I have reread it like two or three times, but now that I read Bonesies and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I'm okay. I kind of want to move on to this this next era for me. But I do feel this weird sense of shame because I don't want to discredit YA as a genre. It's a beautiful genre and it's necessary and it's there. And I'm really glad it's there. But the weird thing is, I don't know a lot of other generations before us that have experienced YA because we grew up with it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we grew up with YA and it's something that we, in a weird way, to think that we graduated from it and that we have to leave it behind. And yet this book helped in a way with that. I guess, I don't know if you feel that way and I don't want to talk for you, but that's what (laughs) I felt coming into this book. And maybe that's why I just feel a a large sense of pride when I think about having read and enjoyed this book.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting because I used to be, and I feel like you were in a similar camp, of, like, I ate up any YA fantasy that was published that seemed even remotely interesting to me. I was
1: probably not as fantasy heavy as you, yeah. but
0: I think I had more of a mix. But yeah, I was like this kind of anti-contemporary. Yeah, and I was not, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I was very voracious in my reading of YA, and then at that point, adult fantasy felt, like, unattainable to me. It did. It was long and slow and slogged on. Yes. And um, because it was going to be too much exposition all the time, Mm -hmm. and I felt like I had pretty heavily stepped over that line. Yeah. Like, again, I'm reading less heavy books in terms of fantasy and less world-building. Yeah. Um, And I'm reading... Heavier books sometimes too, like nonfiction or more literary fiction. Oh yeah, that's like sprinkled into my my like soft books. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've stepped away from the. I want to have this fast-paced action that's in a way book to more of a like. I'm actually cool with this taking a little bit longer for us to get through the story. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's because this might sound bad, but I don't want to deal with the teen angst again. No, I agree. In the book, I'm just so separate from it at my age. I don't want to feel those emotions. I don't want to have those brought back up for me. I'm done with those. I'm good. I'm going to move on. I would rather deal with a heavier emotion in a more mature book than I would a teen emotion right now. I just find it so interesting, right? Because of the fact that, like,
1: YA didn't exist when our parents were teenagers, right? Like, they Mm -hmm. got to kill a mockingbird and people still argue about whether that's YA or not. And I read Nancy Drew, Mm -hmm. right? I tried rereading it. Like, the OG collection. I've got it. I love my collection of Nancy Drew. I did try and go back and read book one. Yeah. And I was like, oh, dear God. And I couldn't even get through book two. I was like, this is problematic as fuck. <laughs> they had like Nancy Drew or Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Even like Bridgette Arbithia, God forbid. But Oh my God, so sad. <laughs> yes. But it feels like that YA bloomed as a genre yes. when we grew up. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's like there's this weird transition that I think we're growing up and growing into a different type of literature. And yet YA still gets to be there. And to me, it was, I don't know, I guess at, like a graduation of short, of of sorts, but it really was more like putting on a comfortable coat. Like maybe not the one that you had in high school or college. But by, made by the same manufacturer or something. You know <laughs> what I mean?
0: It like fits your adult body in a sense. Yeah. Because Bone Season um, has a lot of elements of YA dystopian yeah. and YA fantasy. Um, where it was like, there's drama and there's forbidden love and there's revolution and there's a chosen one. Yeah, like, why are you special and young? And and, special, you know. special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's not far off from Katniss. Oh, yeah. No. And Katniss is like
1: 16 or 17 and and she's 19 in this. And so it's not like that far of a jump but in terms of maturity and the level of
0: violence and the brutality yeah. like and I whoa. feel like it's written at an adult book pace yes it's not going to explain the world to us in the first two chapters yeah but it's it is it's gonna keep evolving yeah like we get more and more it's yeah peeling. keeps peeling yep mm-hmm. yeah worlds expand beyond yours and not just like oh the character didn't wasn't aware of the secret bunker yes yes yeah hmm yeah it's more like this world is just so big. Bigger than anyone could even possibly know. Yeah, except Samantha fucking Shannon, (laughs) because
1: it'd be nice if you could just write book five sooner. It's a fascinating concept, and I know we went a little philosophical there, which is not our normal tone, (laughs) but uh, sorry, not sorry. But I just, with this book in particular, I felt it was important to point out.
0: And this book, it feels like a bridge. That's what we were saying. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're familiar with the library world, um, there's this thing called the Alex Awards. Mm -hmm. It's an award that's uh, presented to literary or teen adult books that are good for teens okay. every year and this book feels like that i agree it's brutal and there's death and destruction and all those things which of course they are in teen books too but this one's pretty visceral
1: yeah no i mean like if it was turned into a tv show it'd be like an hbo max show it like mm-hmm. would not be something on Freeform.
0: yeah not because of sexiness oh my god
1: no i was so <laughs> okay i was Shocked at how wrong I was on that one. I was like, thought for sure that it was gonna get more heated. Nope, Nope. it hundred percent not that. Like when Jackson beats her down in the square and he doesn't know it's her and he almost kills her and like that. It's it's for the violence and the Nick when he shoots her and the whole sequence of when she's having her fight the fight her people and the gang and they don't know it's her and yeah it's for the violence for sure <laughs> oh my god
0: <laughs> so bloodthirsty yeah i kind of thought of her g- little gang in terms of like six of crowsy oh yeah but not exactly yeah not exactly um but uh, but for a YA book six of crows is pretty rough and tumble yeah and- mhm they're brutal and these people are freaking criminals and and
1: so is she yeah. right
0: yeah but yeah the sexiness i was wrong on i totally thought they would have banged sooner <laughs> Especially when she discovered, like, when he told her about the cord. Yeah. And we're like, can- yeah, we can talk to each other. And, like, I think we've been reading too many romances, probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Because that's what you do. Yeah. Faded mates.
1: Yes, faded mates. Like, I don't know. In my brain, I was like, how are we going to twist this to be sexy? Yeah.
0: And she does incorporate the whole, like... He can't touch her without his gloves. Oh yeah.
1: And then when he, he does. He does. Yeah. yeah. Okay, wait, but like can we talk about that makeout scene for a
0: second? Yeah, did it piss you off? Oh my god. <laughs> right because they decide to make out in the heat of like we need to be very surreptitious. Yes. And not get caught.
1: And I just oh, I hated them both so much in that moment.
0: Yes, is the dumbest you've ever been in their whole life.
1: That's what I was going to say. It's <laughs> like very weirdly it felt out of character for the
0: both of them. Yeah, I definitely agree with that.
1: It's like they're in the middle of this escape and they just stop and make out and then they're caught and I'm just literally like, why? that? Why that at that moment? It didn't need to be there yet. There was a thousand other things that they could have been doing and I just felt like it was so wrong and out of character and especially for her character because after her loyalty and her sense of duty and her sense of wanting to escape and her survival instincts no, 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 no. like you guys already established she has a brain but instead (laughs) nope she's like i'm gonna make out with this dude and i mean i have a little bit of an issue with the whole like 200 year old alien 19 year old girl i don't really like
0: it also stockholm syndrome so (laughs) that's a thing yeah i would have preferred if they just gotten together later yeah me too uh when the dynamic has changed i also think this scene could have been improved by maybe like He's the first time he touches her without gloves. Yeah,
1: I would have been completely satisfied with that instead of the kissing. Like, that would have been totally fine. And then they're caught. Yep. Perfect. That would have been fine to just, like, touch each other and have a moment of skin contact rather than, like, full-out make-out session. I did not need him hoisting her up on the crate and getting all hot and heavy and open his shirt and whatever the fuck. No, 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 no. It just... It took me out of the book. Like, yeah. I'm in it. I'm going. We're escaping. We have this plan. It's really intense. And they could have been doing anything else to be caught in that moment, right? Like, they didn't need to be making out. And I just was like, y'all know how dire this shit is.
0: <sighs> yeah, I do think there's an interesting thing where she has sex with that guy. Kind of that guy at the club. Oh, right. The, club? the memory. Yeah. She has a memory of having her first sexual encounter sexual <laughs> encounter with this person. And it's terrible. Ugh. And she's just like... I actually, I don't know. I
1: kind of liked the vulnerability in that moment of all the moments in the world. It was the one that she was like trying to hide
0: from the guy that she just told him she liked. And it was really honest. Yeah. But It was yeah. a really good scene because I feel like this guy's coming on too strong. He doesn't care about her or her pleasure. Clearly. I know. He's like, get in, get out kind of guy. And then she found him at the club. She's in this alley with him. Yeah, it's gross. <laughs> she's convincing herself that this is good because it'll get it over with, right? Right, and she's sober, too. Yeah. She's just heartbroken. Yeah, super heartbroken. She just wants to forget about Nick. And that whole ordeal. Yeah. And, like, this counter encounter is super damaging for her. But they have a conversation of, like, the reason you felt noticed. Like, feeling seen. Yeah, because he, like, saw this in her head, right? Yeah. You, the reason you felt no desire in that moment or it was terrible was because the guy wasn't a clairvoyant. I didn't like that part.
1: I was, like, I thought... I thought you were actually talking about how you liked the vulnerability of the moment where he Uh-oh. was like this is the first time you were rejected by Nick and you never thought that you were going to be more than what your power was and you needed to feel like and and he needed to say like I loved I just I don't know I liked that part of it. Yeah. But I agree that he wasn't clear. Like I was like, that's saying that you're never going to get pleasure from a male human because I'm an alien and I have a monster dick, (laughs) right? right? Or because I'm clairvoyant. No, like, I didn't like the part where it was like, I'm the only one who can satisfy you. I just think that, like, that's stupid.
0: Yeah, and I just think that's why she had this makeout scene. I feel like she wanted the book to end and be like, she does have feelings for this person. Fine, but, like, do it the night before. You're going to do it when everything's about to top off? Right, you know, I'm with you. And the whole conversation they had where they were like... Aromatic aromatics and clairvoyance are like oil and water. And they're like, What it what is it like with you? Oh yeah. He's like fire. Then yeah, and, yeah. Ugh. I agree that scene was unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was weird because it was super slow burn. Mm-hmm. The whole book. They're obviously enemy to lovers pipeline. Yep. It's very slow burn of them learning to trust each other, which I really love. I thought
1: that was great. I liked it. Um, especially when she when it all comes crashing down and she finds out that he's like been snooping in on her dreams and I, my heart just hurt when she yeah, found out about that. But my head was like, I get it, he just fucked up, I get it. But at the same time I was like,
0: No, I don't do that. Yeah. But I feel like they've been building this thing and if it had been like he just touched her cheek yeah, like or something. something. So, much, so much smaller. Yeah,
1: I would have been satisfied with that.
0: Yeah. And then it's like, Okay, well, we're feeling like there's feelings we don't need to rush. I agree. Um, But I feel like her editor was like, you need to put up a kiss. I know.
1: It's adult. (laughs) Yeah, probably something like that. It's like,
0: I will say, though, other than the
1: romance part, there were some other shit I got right.
0: Yeah, you did. So let's go through your predictions. Okay, so
1: you had asked me about what Warden's role was. Yes. And I almost got that spot
0: on. Yeah. And he was he was going to betray everyone. Right. That
1: he was going to betray his own kind. Mm -hmm. And he didn't like what they were doing. I got that. And I was like, and I and I think. Where I was off was that I didn't realize that he had already betrayed them. Right. right? Like I thought it was going to be a thing that was a developing thing. And I thought that that's the route that we were going to go rather than he was already a sympathizer, which I love. Like I loved that. And I was
0: it was 100 percent better when she found out. Yeah. Like he's already done this and failed, but he's willing to do it again. Yes.
1: Because of her. Yeah. Which I love even more. And it's like, yeah, but I was on the right track with him. And his role. I feel like the other one thing I did not pick up on, though, was the evolution of her powers. Yeah. The fact that she can possess
0: people. Yeah, that there was like this deeper well of power. Yeah. I mean,
1: I missed, man, I missed that mark completely. You know what it reminded me of? you watched Avatar The Last Airbender, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, okay.
1: It reminded me when Katara gets her bloodbending powers. Yeah, and it gets
0: so dark, and she's like, what the fuck do I do? Yeah, that was
1: visceral when I watched that scene for the first time, and that has not left me as a storyteller mm. for how much of that struggle that you saw in Katara. Like, I felt the exact same thing with Paige and her taking
0: over people's bodies. Like, the exact same thing. Well, and even just the butterfly. She was like, I'm never fucking doing that again. Oh, my
1: God. Yes. But also, we have to talk about, like, the writing as a sensory sensitive human. That felt nasty
0: and awful and i was like oh god no her power is like ev- evolving and i feel like we thought more about the romance than really like the powers yes
1: and i think the other thing that i did get right was the politics of how scion is involved with the referendum and how they're working together yeah yeah and the referendum is like i, I think i'm right about that and i think that there's less of them than we think there are that has not been confirmed but i'm convinced of it <laughs> so
0: yeah no. i don't remember oh, of it course. feels like the only ones that exist are the shoal
1: right Team. Which which is going to be interesting when they try and go up to the shoal too
0: in france that's just fascinating to think about well and then did you pick up on the at the very end she talks to that scion official for a hot second and he's like warren acheron or whatever it seems like there's more to this relationship between the refs and the scion that yeah, yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I really understand oh
1: for sure i think the one thing that was that i was off the mark on was distinctly being like God damn it, was I said that their escape plan was going to fail. And while it did not go smooth, it did technically happen. So I was like, God damn it. (laughs) I was happy that it happened. I was also surprised that the seven were
0: involved. I think that is such a good twist. It was
1: great that they actually went for her. And I do. And I have to say it again. This is a little bit of a book two insight that I have here. But I am now very impressed with how hard it is to read Jackson and where he stands on her. Mm -hmm. It's so well done that you cannot figure out his motives. Because on one page... I think it's this and then on the opposite I have no idea. It's just really well done. His character development there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You really feel like you're in her head. Yeah. You get this confusion about his role in her life and it's that like abuser syndrome. It feels like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this person who's everything to me and has provided me everything but he treats me this way sometimes or treats me in like a queen, their relationship is just so complicated.
1: Yeah, I know. And I think, God, I need her to kill him. <laughs> right. And I just thought she was like his muscle, scary dude. And that, and I thought that because that's how she was elevated in the syndicate. But no, like it it explains that she's been with him for three months. And at the beginning of it, she goes on her first job with Nick, the yeah. little short story at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. and And this whole story is how she gets her name, the Pale Dreamer. Right. And then that's when Jackson explains what a molisher is.
0: Yeah, that makes more sense.
1: Yeah. And so now that I had that clarification, I was like, why don't you just fucking get rid of him?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Why are you trying to
1: kill Hector? Like, get rid of Jackson. Just be done. Now that you're like, I don't know. I just feel like she should get rid of him. I think where I went wrong is I just got so influenced by my YA and my romance books. Right. And, like, just talking about not having fully graduated to this level of fantasy, I, like, didn't think about how slow and dragged out this story was going to be. It's a seven fucking book series, right? Right. Like, whereas in a YA book, maybe, like, Hunger Games, it takes three books. She's going to do this in seven, you know? So.
0: Yeah. Uh, And And
1: everybody's so morally
0: gray. That's the
1: other thing, is that, like, I have no idea where anybody's at. Whereas, like, in Hunger Games, you're like, the government's bad. The Hunger Games, they're trying to kill children. And this one's like,
0: where is everybody? Yeah, except for the one... Um, the leader or whatever. She's definitely evil.
1: Oh yeah, no, she's yeah, she's and the and then the guy who came in at the last second was like, I'm super powerful. I thought that was a little too Mahinai, If I'm gonna be honest, I'm like, where did you come from?
0: Yeah, I don't feel like we even mentioned him other than he was Liss's keeper. Like he was literally never there. Yeah, that was the whole deal. Yeah, uh, Liss's death made me so sad. Oh my god, especially after he saved her with the car. Yeah, this book, man, it breaks your heart. I mean,
1: I have to tell you, Allison, when seb was the poltergeist oh my god in the lock i was laying in bed and my heart leapt up into my throat i had to put the book down and just hold it to my chest for a second and just be like oh my god like that was the best bookend that i never saw coming like talk about novel predictions and how i fucked that shit up yeah and one we didn't even get to seb's death
0: Seb wasn't dead when we stopped seb
1: wasn't dead when i read the first part not that that's an excuse but I just, I never would have called it. I never would have called it.
0: Yeah. She was like, I don't see a spirit hanging out and I'm sure they did the right thing or they didn't do the right thing. Right. And then you just kind of forget about him. Oh
1: my God, you do. And that's why, but it was so perfect. Like ugh, chef's kiss perfect. And like her convincing him to leave in the rights and i not killing him or destroying capture or selling it. Like it was just so beautiful it was so well done and it makes me hopeful because not only can she write this amazing depth of a world but damn she can write a book it's a complete story
0: yeah she really gets your feels yeah yeah she can make you feel these things and like the cruelty
1: oh my god like we just mentioned two huge deaths and moments in this book and they're just they don't leave you and there are so many of them oh my god spoilers are welcome on this podcast Uh, you you all already (laughs) in fact have book two spoilers knowing that i'm 100 pages in and and only five of them survived that breakout yeah five people who made it of the train and i'm not including the seven right but wherever the fuck they are and what they're doing yeah because that. they don't
0: roll up they're like attacked immediately yeah yeah they roll into town and it's like we're ready for you because we know what's happening No, no no they're
1: trying to get over the wall is
0: what happened right they sneak right. into the
1: prison They sneak into the tower, and what happens is they try and get over the wall, and by the time that that happens, there's like this huge shootout, and then they chase people and all this stuff, and literally only five of them make it, and it's like, I, ugh. Yeah, it's just so hard. Yeah, we saw
0: Liz die. I know she's dead, and we don't know where Julian is. Yeah, she is. We assume they died in the explosion, but there's no evidence. Yeah. and
1: we know that Michael survived getting over the wall, but we don't know where he is. And then David, like, I have no idea where that fuck went. And there's like some <laughs> red jacket, and
0: I just, ugh. yeah. So he was like in on it with the I yeah Yeah, he was playing a game like back and forth. So he told Paige things
1: so that he he totally tried to get with her. Yeah,
0: and he planted that mine like on the stage i know what it it was His that bomb yeah yeah i don't even it was so weird
1: oh god you know what here's the thing podcast listeners we're not gonna tell you we don't know we're (laughs) gonna move on to something completely different after this book because allison doesn't remember the story and we we don't know what it is so you're just gonna have to read book two and find out it
0: was like reading it for the first time uh for me i didn't remember very much
1: yeah this this one here
0: yeah Um, I remembered that her powers got more intense. Yeah. And that Warden was like tasked with making her more powerful, but he was also doing it for his own ends. Oh,
1: yeah. It was kind of like an animal being led to slaughter.
0: Yeah. I remember that like he was part of the revolution.
1: Oh, yeah. The first rebellion. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I
0: remember, I guess I remembered a lot about him. I think
1: he's a very impactful, like, as an opposing presence. He he's just very impactful. It's very interesting to see you know what? I was thinking about it and I was like, it'd be really interesting to see the refem on screen. Like I'd be very interested in seeing the visual interpretation of that.
0: Yeah. Uh let's see. I also remembered the seven coming to the escape. Okay. Um, and there are some interesting hints for later, but you're going through this initial part of the ball of the ball. Yeah. Um, there are hints there. Are there? Oh my God. I didn't even notice. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, the ones I noticed I picked up this time was the music
1: (gasps) where she was like, oh, I recognize it. Oh my God. And I
0: think it was, uh, Danny,
1: Danny, Danica's there. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. So the violinist was page recognized the music during the ball.
1: Yeah. Okay. I didn't even think about that. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. And then there was another thing. Um, I can't remember what, that was it was something about the back of his head
1: oh my god that's still
0: so cool um and i yeah i think we should saw the back of nick's head or something okay um but yeah they i knew they were there and i could see it and that's really amazing writing that's awesome i also kind of remembered no man's land okay um but in terms of the actual plot progression i didn't remember a ton of it
1: did you still enjoy it
0: um, I did. It took me a while to read it.
1: Well, y- you also like to tell our listeners when you told me off mic about accidentally reading more than you should have. Yeah.
0: So last night when I was finishing this book and <laughs> yeah, so I'm reading an ebook copy. I get to the natural end of the book and there's a whole nother section. And I'm like, well, that's weird. But maybe we're setting up for the next book, right? Like you're not I don't know. You know, these books have parts, right? So part one, chapters one through five, part two, chapters one through five. I thought it was like, oh, I'm reading this. We flash back. To when this bitch is 16 years old. Yep. She's been in the game for three months. I just explained the plot of it earlier. She's been in the game for three months. She goes on her first mission. Yep. She does this shit, no warden, no nothing. And I'm like, what the fuck? What is happening? Is this the only thing I could think of was that warden and the refs, you know, they talk about butterflies and moths Mm -hmm. yeah they talk about that a lot and there were three mentions of moths in this what turned out to be a prequel novella like a bonus chapter (laughs) yeah so that's what i thought because you know warden can read her dreams can lead her dreams i thought she was dreaming oh my god i was like okay so she's dreaming warden's like there and he's he's there in his little moth form while she's dreaming whatever and then ends and it was not that there was there was nothing the rest there was no waking up so what did you do today so I went to work and I'm talking to our friend Kelsey and I was like why is this section like so anticlimactic right at the end of the book and she was like Allison that is not part of the book they just they just it just ended they didn't say like the end it was just like Kept going in the ebook version. That's so funny, and oh I'm God. so sorry. It makes a lot more sense. <laughs> oh, um, there you go. You get it now. Knowing that's not the end of the book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So, what did you rate it? Reading it again.
0: Um, I think I rated it a
1: four. Yeah, again, like a solid four.
0: Yeah, I think I rated it four before as well like the first time we read it
1: yeah i feel like the rest of the series could definitely be fives for me like mm. now that i've got this momentum i know what i'm doing i know what's going on that happens to me often with fantasy series in particular because i just think it's so much info at the yeah. beginning yeah but it's a good info dump like don't get me wrong it's still a really really good book
0: yeah and this one took me a while to read part of that's because there's not an audiobook other than on audio- audible so fuck you audible fuck you audible yeah <laughs> so they're anyway. never going to hear this. No, so but fuck you. fuck you if you do. Whatever. So typically I digest books quicker when I can listen to them commuting or whatever. Um, and I tend to read my my fluffy books and listen to my more in-depth things while I'm driving because I'm focused.
1: That's so funny. I'm the exact opposite.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I can really focus on when I'm driving. No, nah, not me. <laughs> so anyway, it took me a long time to read it, um, which made me feel kind of like I wasn't enjoying it yeah i can see that also well like you have this thing called an 18 month old so yeah. yeah yeah she does not allow me a lot of time to read physical <laughs> she books. takes up a lot of your time yeah. what how <laughs> dare she <laughs> isn't uh, it
1: that weird though that we like judge ourselves like it, with the reading you know like why do yeah. we judge the goodness of a book by how fast we can read it like why can't we like the fact that we savored this book why is that not a taste of a good book you know i don't know that's weird to me and i, I don't know I especially that's probably self-designed, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I get that.
1: So that was Bone Season. Solid four stars from us. I'm yes. continuing the rest of the series. I've already been reading it. But I'm going to have to take a break because that's not our next book. No. Would you like to know what the next book is? Yes. We're going to read Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor Jenkins Reed.
0: Oh, yay. And I want to
1: give it a reread because the um, Amazon Prime series is out. Yeah. The whole thing's out now. And I want to reread it before I watch the series because I started at episode one and I was like, fuck, I remember nothing about this book
0: because I
1: read it it as an arc before it came out. It was like very early on in the hype. Um, And I was like, you know what I'm going to do? In order to reread it, I'm going to make Allison read it
0: because it's on our
1: list. <laughs> well, that's so. exciting
0: because I actually really want to read that book and I have never read it.
1: I'm excited to share Daisy Jones and the Six with you. And that's what we'll be reading next time. So join us. And do you want to tell people about Fable real quick?
0: Oh, sure. Yeah. So um, we've made a book club yep. on Fable, which is a an app that's kind of an alternative to Goodreads. You can track your reading on there. You can rate books and it's a little bit more social media you like you can post and the only people not only the people you follow can see it and amazon's not gonna and amazon doesn't own it it's um, right independently owned and amazon's not just gonna leave it to die and yeah also steal your review content but they have a really cool book club feature so i made a book club for novel predictions on there and it's a really easy way to see where we broke down the book for um recording yeah so for the predictions episode versus the review yeah so we'll have like part one like the book club kind of breaks the book down by chapters but we'll part one will stop where we stopped reading so Mm -hmm. if you want to actually read along with us it's going to be a really easy way to do that you can chat about things you can chat in specific chapters you can also buy ebooks through it i didn't know that part that's really cool and a lot of not all of them are on there obviously but a lot of ebooks are on there and you can like if you do it with your book club, you can like highlight and annotate and like share those things live in live time with your book club. That's really cool. Yeah. So it's really cool. So go on there. Go on Fable. Um, It's just a free app. There's no there's no money involved unless you buy the books. Join our book club so you can see like where yeah. we where we're breaking things up and you can chat with us. Um, And you can reread or read for the first
1: time like us and make yeah. your own predictions. We would love for you to join us. We were having fun redoing this podcast and just giving it uh, this new life in season two. And-, yeah. and
0: doing the things that we find so fun. Yeah. Like we're, we're like, I'm finding joy in this. So we're going to do more of it. Like we're making I'm I'm making TikToks which is something I've never done before. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I do it for my job. So for me, I'm like, I don't want to
1: fucking do it in my free time.
0: Allison gets to do social media. But I get
1: to do editing, which is fun. So this (laughs) is great. Well, thank you all for joining us. We will read Daisy Jones and the Six. I'm Kales. I'm Allison. Keep making novel predictions.
0: Bye. Bye.